Hello everyone and welcome to another live podcast. My name is Lucy Challenger. I'm the CEO of Polo and Tweed and welcome to the Voice of Luxury where today I am so excited to be joined by Lisa Frangoulis. Lisa, how are you today? Hello Lucy, nice to be with you. Thanks nice for inviting me. No, you're it's a pleasure. <laughs> So for those tuning in and listening to us today, now Lisa and I go very long way back. A full disclaimer, we are related. Um, the Greek blood flows in our veins. And, you know, I have long been a fan of, of Lisa, both personally and professionally, because she is an incredible movement specialist. Now, for those of you listening who are thinking, well, what is a movement specialist? Lisa, why don't you tell us a little bit about your career and, and, and where you've got to with it? Okay, so um, I'll start at the beginning. All right, I was a really, really very energetic when I was a kid. I was a mover. So my mom just enrolled me like many moms enroll their kids in the dancing school at the age of three, three and a half, four. So, okay, in the beginning, you don't really do dancing lessons. You move, you listen to music, you listen, you learn how to count the beats and everything. And all that went on until I was 12 years old. I started ballet after one or two years and uh, I was really very into it and I enjoyed it a lot. But then came the Olympics of 1974 in Montreal when Nadia Comaneci, you know, the great, fantastic number one gymnast in the world, she was the first one to have tens. Uh, so after I saw I just said, my God, what am I doing with ballet? I have to go into gymnastics. Me and my friends, we were uh, full friends and really, you know, had something with that. So we started doing gymnastics and uh, that was for about six, seven years, all through my, um, my schooling years. Um, and I, I was always uh, very into movement with gymnastics. I did some dancing classes on the side because I didn't want to stop completely. But the other thing I was also doing while I was in school was also very much into art, like the drawing. So when I had to decide what to do and what, where to, what to study, where to go in college, etc., I said, okay, uh, it's either gymnastics school, gymnastic academy, or uh, fine art. So um, I just persuaded myself that I had to go into art because I felt at that time, when I was 18 years old, my friends were very artistic. I said, okay, let me just go to school there. Um, so I had my portfolio ready and uh, I sent all my work in England at Leeds, Jacob Crumb School of Art and Design. So I got accepted, I did the foundation course, I did another two years of fashion design, but at the time I was doing modern dance as a way to exercise myself. And then I understood that that was it for me, I was really sure that I had to continue with dance. So after three years of art school, I dropped the clue at the school, so I went into uh, lots of lessons of dancing and exercising and everything. So I had to get ready to audition for a very good dance school in Athens, which I go to it, and I finished. That's why I did my Bachelor of Arts in Dance, which was uh, really, I, I was very happy at that time because I felt that that was what I really wanted to do. So after I finished my bachelor's in the Athens, I went to New York to the Alvinelli Dancing School, where I continued my studies there. And I was taking classes from other places also, not only at the Alvinelli School. Yeah. At the time, they started giving us lessons of, uh, they call them special exercise, but it was Pilates. So we started taking Pilates at 
the other nailing school in order to get more strength. And that's where I said, okay, that's another thing I'm interested in. So when I went back to Greece, um, I found myself in the Pilates studio, which was then, um, it belonged to an English woman, which was the first English woman who taught Pilates in Athens. That was about more than no, 30 years ago. Uh, she had a center called Ilium Center where she did lots of therapies, except for Pilates, she had um, Reiki and massage and very, very nice center, healing center. Mm. And I stayed with her for two years. I got certified with the Pilates. And at, the, at that point I started teaching Pilates dance lessons and I was dancing as a professional also. That was all in Athens. Yeah. So uh, after a while, I decided to open up my own boutique studio. And I'm saying boutique because it's a very small studio. It's this one here, which I've been, uh, it's open, open for 33 years now. And I work with very small groups of people because I want to do um, a, lot, a lot of detail in my teaching and, uh, you know, be on top, you know, hands-on. Mm. So um, as I was teaching Pilates at this studio, after some years, I decided that I wanted to experiment myself more with movement, like I did a lot of aerial acrobatics, circus acrobatics, yeah. uh, bungee fitness dancing, not, which isn't bungee jumping, it's bungee fitness, you know, you wear the hairness and it's, um, uh, from, it's from the ceiling, uh, you know, two big uh, lines of elastic and you have your limbs free, hands and legs, and you can do different things with this fantastic bounce that gives you because of the elastic that's from the ceiling it's hanging from the ceiling so i became a bungee fitness instructor also because i wanted to combine all the movement i was i didn't always want to work with one kind of movement and that was what was very interesting for me trying to see the body how it uh, reacts to different kind of movement uh after bungee fitness i i was fascinated by fascial fitness training uh, fascial fitness is um, a way to work on your fascial tissue, which is uh, something very, very important now at the um, industry of training. There's a lot of uh, research in all of the big universities and with anatomists, uh, uh, people that work with the body, and they've uh, found this fantastic technique which awakens the fascial body and it uh, exercises it in different ways. Mm -hmm. There are many, many benefits from fascial fitness. This is a whole other um, interview that you have to take from so I can explain everything because it's a lot of, um, uh, there's a lot of information, scientific information, sure. which is uh, really very interesting, but I can't start now because I'll end after two hours. Yeah, sure. So after finishing fascial fitness, uh, something really blended with fascial fitness was yoga. And that was my last certification. I became a yoga instructor. Uh, so I combined fascia yoga because uh, they're very interrelated, mm -hmm. uh, along with Pilates technique. And also Feldenkrais is another method that I use with my teachings because um, you become very aware of the way you move your body through Feldenkrais method, and it releases your body. You become much more um, flexible and the range of movement becomes a lot bigger than it is normally. And that is interrelated with fascia also. So all of these different techniques, methods, are very much interrelated. And that's a fascinating thing with the human body. 
and the studies that I do in order to, you know, know every small detail in each um, of these methods. It's incredible. So, you've, become, you've become this specialist, as you say, of movement because you draw on so many different aspects throughout yeah. your life that you've discovered organically and then brought yeah. it into your practice. But, it, but it's interesting what you were saying about sort of your first, you know, awakening to dance and movement and now you obviously know my my grandfather Jason, who, who's ninety eight, and um, related to your 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 father John. Of course, and, um, he's my uncle. Yes, and the yeah. Greek the Greeks, at least on my side, are very passionate yeah. about you know quite traditional careers. Um, you know, my grandfather wanted me to be a doctor, and every oh, yeah. other career you know paled significantly. So. I was chatting the other day to an interior designer and she was telling me when she went into the creative world, her family, you know, struggled with that to a point. So yeah. how was it for you as, you know, a, a Greek woman sort of saying to your family, this is my path, you know, was it, did you meet resistance? How did you find that in, in sort of its first instance? Okay, uh, when I was about to decide if I was going to go into the training industry or dancing industry uh, or art industry, my, my father encouraged me to prefer, to, you know, to, to go to the art industry, to, to go and study art, because he said, well, listen, um, if you become a dancer, you know, a dancer at their, at their old days was something not very serious. Course, nothing to do with reality, but I felt, and of course, he persuaded me at, at that time that it would be better for me to become an artist rather than a dancer. They're both artists, of course. But yes, at that time, at that point, I found this small, you know, hesitation of my from my family part. Um, now things have changed completely. Nothing, I mean, you can do whatever you want. I, you know, I never say to my my daughter don't become a dancer. I mean, it's something that doesn't exist now. Yeah. But yes, in the beginning, uh, uh, when I was at school, I, I found this resistance. Uh, but of course, you see, if you want something very much, you always go back to it. There was no way I couldn't do it. So that was good. It, was, it wasn't a bad experience at the art school, but that made me understand that how much I wanted to be, become a dancer. Yeah, and um, and obviously throughout your your career, you you found new new journeys as you sort of interwoven with different yes. techniques. Everything leads you to something else. I mean, when I was doing little artists, I felt okay. This is after a while, I felt this is um, too physical. I, when I went into fashion, which is very deep work, because fashion has a lot to do with emotion. I mean, it's supposed to be one of the biggest sensory organs. It has two hundred fifty billion. Uh, sensory receptors, million, sorry, sensory receptors on the fascia, which means that what you feel is yeah. written down in your fascia. And when you release it, there's a lot of emotion coming out. So after that, you know, after um, finding myself in this study, I, I started going more deeply. That's why I, after that, I wanted to do yoga. One thing to the other, but it needs some time of experience so you can really, really understand what everything different is for your body and then what you need to go deeper and deeper and deeper yeah. so that's a fascinating thing with the body yeah no absolutely i think one of the things that i find with you know running my own business is that every day is a new new challenge and and creation and, and yeah. you know, i think you've clearly shown that with how you've you've developed your own well your own brand but mo mainly your own 
sort of knowledge and, and foundation. So, I mean, what, what do you think makes you wake up to, what, what excites you about the work that you do? What, what do you enjoy about the challenges you face each day with your work? Uh, what I enjoy is that everything, I mean, every, every different kind of approach that I use for my work, for my clients, has so many different responses for their bodies. So this makes me uh, try and pick up different techniques that might help them individually. That's why I, I like to work in this way, you know, one-on-one, -on -one, small groups, because you really do serious work and very deep work. It's not like you have a big gymnasium with 30 people running around and, you know, it's completely, it's a different approach. So I, I prefer that because you can see them um, develop. And uh, I mean, I had a, a student that she had a problem with her stomach. And after working for two years with Basha, she was completely healed without taking any medication. Wow. Wow. God, that, that changes someone's life. And it was because I was on top of, I mean, I was really paying attention to how she, every reaction on every exercise, which was really fascinating because it happens. But you have to be there. I mean, you have to be really present when, and see what needs the other person has. So that's a fascinating thing with my job. And it needs a lot of re-education all the time because there's so much information coming, new information. Um, so, so you have to be like, there to, to get the information. It sounds like you put a a great deal of value on the educational side of things that you're constantly oh, yes. learning even it's now number one. you get we have to get recertificated with uh i mean because there's so much information coming out of all this um um not experiments but all this research coming with new information so we have to be with them with our groups so they give us back the information because yeah. it's a lot there's a lot going on if you want to be there, I mean, the people that do the same thing for years and years and years and people that just get, say, okay, what's next? Yeah. But yeah. you have to really know your subject, really yeah. be there. Absolutely. I mean, it's incredible what you talked about with, you know, your client with the stomach aspect. And then within yeah. a few years, she was, you know, potentially pain-free and, and, and not needing yeah. medication. She had ulcers. I mean, she had, she couldn't eat, she had many, lots of problems. Wow. But she wanted to work really deep. I mean, she was there. She knew what she was doing. Present, yeah. So that was can you tell very us any encouraging for my work. Can you, can you tell us any other times that, you know, there were unusual situations or sort of profound situations that you experienced with, with your work? Uh, unusual? No, I wouldn't say unusual. I mean, sometimes <laughs> when I demonstrate the exercise, they really concentrate. And some, I mean, I have to just... Put up my hair. I see that the class starts doing this. I said, "Kid, I mean, come on! I'm just fixing my hair. Don't call me again." <laughs> you know, or you know, scratch my face. Sometimes I notice them. Some of them doing that, and I say, "Come on, wake up!" <laughs> because you know, they get concentrated, and sometimes their mind flies away. They just copy what you do. It happens. Yeah, but yeah. usually no, no, no. I don't have many unusual things, but this is something that happens. That's funny that they're so in the zone with the master student that they 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 copy everything you do. Yeah. <laughs> I just let let me sneeze just a second. Let me sneeze. Don't do it. 
That's so funny. So, um, Lisa, when you're not, and I mean, I've spent time with you on a personal level, but, you know, for people listening in, when you are not training your clients, when you're not working with them, yeah. you know, are you spending hours watching other masters at work? I mean, what do you do to chill out? What's, yeah. your, what's your downtime? You mean to chill out? Uh, first of all, I take dancing lessons for me. I take lessons for me, dance, yoga, because I really love it. I mean, I can't live without dance. I, I, I don't dance professionally, obviously, but uh, it's it's the magic in my life. If I don't take at least one, once a week a dance lesson, I just get depressed. I mean, it's awful what's, what's happened to me because it's, it's in my body now. But um, if I take the physical exercise out of my life, then I chill out with my friends. I like I go to drinks, I teach. I mean, I love the sea, so I just, you know, go there with my dog or friends. But I like to chill out, and I miss it so much now that we can't go anywhere and have a drink. It's, yeah. uh, I like to socialize. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a social person. I like to socialize very much. It's no, something I miss so much now. <laughs> of course. And, you know, Greece, you know, Athens, the whole of Greece, England, the world, we, we saw the world change last year, you know, and yeah. everything everything shifted and of course you're used to working with people in in your your space with them you're used to using your hands you're used to helping their bodies change what was what was the i mean yeah. what was the adjustment for covid you know what have you had to face challenges and and how have yeah. you overcome that yeah okay um as I told you before, all of my lessons, or most of my lessons, are Zoom platform lessons. Okay. Uh, and I can tell you that the good thing about it is that they concentrate very much because they listen. Of course, they're all muted. I mute them. So I, talk, I go through every exercise with many, many details that I don't usually use when I'm in class because I go on top of them, I do some touch corrections. But now I have to talk a lot. I, yeah. I, I want to, because it's, a, it's for them a, an opportunity to listen to every detail. Sure. So it's like, a, it's a very nice lesson for them because they listen and they do. But what I miss is I, I, I can't do touch corrections, which you obviously do in Greece. Okay? We don't, with this thing, with harassment, I mean, at the stage before you go to the Pilates class, the teacher can touch you. Here you don't, you don't have to sign for that, but you, they know that in these techniques you get touched in order to do corrections, sure. adjust, adjustment. So this is what I miss, and they miss, of course, because uh, I mean you don't have this interaction. Which when you do movement exercise and uh, ah, it drives us crazy. <laughs> yeah, and of course because there's a, it's like a big square meter that you have to move back and forth. I can't. I feel quite restricted. I mean, it's it's quite um, um, limited. It's yeah. limited. Sure. So yes, there are, there are the good things and the bad things. Some yeah. people like it now because they don't have to come out of the house, and they it's something it's more practical but for me it's limited of course of course but i guess what's also quite exciting is you you potentially open up to clients around the world i mean you could have someone tune in from los angeles or from brazil or you know they could come to your classes wherever they are in the world yeah uh, this hasn't happened yet because uh you have to have you know the idea in the past where they have to know how to get how to find you 
uh, and it's also with America, there's the hour difference. But anyway, I'm open to people. I mean, if somebody wants to tune in and uh, try and listen, they're free to. That's no problem. That's so cool. I'd love that actually. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, that's a good thing. I'll have some, some people from around the world joining you. I think it was interesting what you were saying earlier about sort of your own mental health with your own body to dance, because I think COVID has had such a large impact, you know, financially on people. They're going through hardships, both professionally and personally, but also yeah. mental health has suffered because people's you know the rug was ripped out from underneath them and suddenly their their day-to-day -day life has changed yeah. and, and it's interesting that you focus on your passion which is dance to get you through that but yeah you know is there any other advice you could give to people who are perhaps struggling or, or what what you would say to them listen i i, I help lots of people i mean my, my students and myself with breathing breathing and um, breathing helps a lot especially yogic breathing because they relax their nervous system and they calm down and they feel much better. And meditation also helps you release all your fears and your stress. So I do use those two elements for people to recover and also a lot of talking and, um, you know, uh, be compassionate with everybody and, and let them open up yeah. and, and talk to you. Um, that I think that helps a lot, you know, to be able to speak with your friends and open up with them and, and just be honest and say, I don't feel well today because uh, I, I can't work. I mean, my money is restricted now. Uh, I have everybody in the house. They drive me crazy. You know, just tell the truth because many people want to, you know, have this image of their life and everything's so perfect and my husband is great but my kids are great. And the truth is that many times, especially when you're close to your house, there's a lot of uh, irritation and, and tension, and it's it's normal. It's normal. Yeah. I mean, um, the relationships that people have have both sides. I mean, the bad sides and the good sides. Not everything can be all the time great. Absolutely. So if you're really, I mean, honest, and give the opportunity to people to come out and speak. Yeah. No, I think that, that's yeah. true. I think for me personally, during this period, I found just having that connection with my family and my friends you know more facetime video calls whereas normally i'd be waiting to have dinner with them or yeah. for drinks with them. and it really gives you that that human connection which which we all crave you know as, as human beings and and and, and need for our mental mental well-being so um yeah. Lisa, we're going to jump into a quick fire round question round now yeah. you haven't prepared for this so you don't know what's happening um so i am going to say two words and you should not think okay. about it too much. You should just say the, the word that you feel most drawn to. If you want okay. to give a, a reason why you can do, or you can simply just say the word that you, you like. So for example, I might say cats or dogs, and you would say? Dogs. Okay, <laughs> there we go, right, all right, we're ready. So we're gonna go, morning or night? Morning. Cartier or Tiffany? Cartier. Netflix or party? Party. Fish or chips? Chips. <laughs> Yoga or Pilates? Yoga. But what kind of yoga? 
<laughs> you can specify. Uh, there's so many different kinds of yoga. <laughs> I start, vinyasa is my best. Okay. <laughs> um, Brad or Angelina? Brad. Rain or sun? Sun. <laughs> sea or swimming pool? Sea. Uh, fast or slow? Fast. Chanel or Gucci? Gucci. Sweet or savoury? Savoury. Eggs or bacon? Bacon. Britney or Madonna? Madonna. <laughs> Gold or silver? Silver. Today or tomorrow? Today. Nice. Thank you. Thank you. So, um, Lisa, because you never know if tomorrow's going to be there for you. Exactly. So, live, live for the moment. I love that. Um, yeah, be so, present. <laughs> absolutely, be present. I think you know your your career is so fascinating, and like you said, we could talk for hours on 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 fascia and all the different you know specialisms you've looked into. But you yeah. know, if you could if you could summarize about what you believe your success in life is or how you reached the success or the journey you've taken you know could you could you tell me what you believe it takes to succeed in life um are you are you talking about um professionally or personally because yeah i think it's... i think a bit of both okay okay um first of all i think that um you should be open with everything be open and try things. Never say, no, I know this, I want only that. Um, have empathy for people and, and relations. Um, really, um, I mean, if you, if you want to, to really be good somewhere, I think that you need to have a lot of knowledge and education so you know your subject very well. And that's your strength. I mean, really know everything, you know, try and learn a lot. So you feel secure and you know what you're doing. Um, I think that body and mind awareness is a very, uh, a very good tool. I mean, if you're in your, 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 your mind and your body and you feel um, that you're, uh, you're aware of them, it's very, very, for me, it's number one. And from there, everything else um, can continue. So first, feel good with your psychology, with yourself, with your inner self. Uh, be empathetic for people um, and give love to people. Be open with people. Um, and then, of course, is the work and, you know, you have, you have the drive for what you do, but that comes secondly. I mean, if you're not as a human being um, there, you know what I mean, then even if you're the best business, businessman in the world and you don't have, um, your soul isn't really uh, educated, I wouldn't, I mean, I wouldn't want to know that businessman, let's say. I mean, I think that it's really, really um Number one, you know, body and mind awareness. Yeah. Be blissful. Yeah. Fantastic. That is that is a lovely, lovely sentiment to have, and and I wholeheartedly agree. So you know, everyone listening who is now ready to join Lisa's amazing yeah. sessions from around the world, um, I will um, let you know where you can go to 
follower. Uh, so you can find her on Instagram. Um, her handle is Lisa, L-I-Z-A dot Franguli. Um, so have a search for her there. She's also on Facebook and her Facebook um, handle is Liquid Body dash Lisa Franguli. Um, she's on her DMs. You can message her, you know, if you have questions about the session she's running or you want to join her, you know, hunt her down on Instagram, send her a message um, because she can certainly help. She's based in Athens in Greece, so that's her time zone. Um, but, you know, get up at two o'clock in the morning and have a session with her because, you know, it's it's a hundred. <laughs> <perfect. laughs> Thank, Thank you. Thank you so you. much for joining me today. It's been such a pleasure. Thank you too. It was so nice talking to you. Thanks, Thanks Lucy. Lucy.